Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to The Rundown, where we talk about 2A news and conservative views. I will be your host today, Craig Deleuze, coming at you from the West Coast, the left coast, behind the Iron Curtain, otherwise known as the Sierras. But as we all know, I do not do this program by myself. No, you don't. I help out when I'm available, and that's pretty much every day. My name is Mike Borski. I am your co-host from the East Coast. That's the coast with the most and the co-host with the most coming at you here on the rundown where we bring you two A views and conservative news. And it looks like my chair has slipped in the wrong direction. So let me get up here. This looks like I'm 20 miles further away than you, Craig. So here we go. Zoom back in here. There no, we, go. we look Zero we look pretty in. good. We look pretty good. Oh, I know. I look damn good. I'm just saying I'm not centered. Yeah. I'm just there we go. Okay. Right. How are we, we doing go. this fine Thursday evening? Check, left, check right. Check left. Check right. Um we're oh it's thirsty Thursday, baby. We're ready to go. We're ready. Oh, yeah. We're ready to get to get this uh get this party started. And that and that is generally the plan on Thursdays. We've tried to get it started on Wednesday. Sometimes we do make it, sometimes we don't. But by Thursday evening, uh it's almost fully on, with the exception of our Freedback Friday show. Oh yeah, you gotta gotta maintain uh, a little bit of stability in order to uh, have a good performance on Friday. But you know what we need, Craig? We we need uh we need help. We gotta get uh we got to get us some kind of theme music or video for Thursdays. We do. We've got to figure it out. Tell you what, folks, if you have a suggestion, do this. How about you go ahead and you put it in the description uh, to this video. Uh, if you're watching us on uh, on any of the, whether it's uh, YouTube or Facebook or uh, however you're watching us. Now, if you're watching us on uh, on OpsLens, you can also comment, comment there. Uh, do us a favor. The great thing about OpsLens is it gives you a chance. You can actually send a message to us. Right, you can send a message to us, comment to us there on OpsLens. All you got to do is download the app. That's right, download the app. If you're watching us on Facebook on OpsLens, there's a link right there. Uh, also, if you go to our webpage, you'll be able to, to uh, find a link to the program uh, or to OpsLens there, where you can go ahead and you can download the app, or you can watch us on Roku, uh, or you can watch us on Apple TV. Uh, working on trying to get us on trying to get uh, OpsLens on a number of different uh, things, but once again, you can watch us on your TV if you want. Uh, so yeah, so if you got an idea for some theme music, please go ahead and hit us up. We've got we've got theme music for Taco Tuesday. We've got it for Hump Day. Uh, we still need to we still need to work on something for uh, for Mondays. Um, I, I was thinking Monday Fun Day Gun Day. I was thinking maybe we should see if we can get uh, uh, Charlie to play a little ditty for us. Oh boy, yeah, yeah. If we get old uh, shotgun with Charlie to do us a little theme opening for for Monday, oh boy, yeah, yes, that would work. That'll work. That, that yeah. would really work. Yeah. That would really work. He's work. by the way, that Charlie's work. program is also on Opsland, so uh, check him out. He has a show called Riding Shotgun with Charlie. It is cool. Uh, he's a he's a really good guy, and it's a really interesting program. He has uh, folks from all over the the two A community on this program. Yes, been there. Great stuff. Great stuff. Yeah. One day, I'm still working on getting him all the way out here to Cali. I think I think that uh, uh, he's he's afraid that his shotgun won't be allowed in the state of California. <laughs> well, it should be okay because it's only got a two shot maximum capacity, right? Which are double barrels. So well, we are talking good. about Charlie here. You don't know what sort of little gadgetry he might have on there. He does have his gadgets. I do have his gadgets. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, well, gadgets and thinking, speaking of California, California, or, uh, well, anyway, speaking of civilian gun ownership, there you go. That was the, that was the little, you know, lead in that I was looking for. Uh, <laughs> we all know that there's a, a, a thing going on over there in Ukraine. 
where uh, there's been an invasion. Russia has, in fact, invaded the invaded Ukraine. Russia and invaded Russia. CNN, well, obviously, CNN is, is, you know, we all know that they are not necessarily believers of freedom, liberty. They, we definitely know they're definitely not believers in, in uh, gun ownership or the Second <laughs> Amendment. But an interesting thing happened on the way to the invasion, Mikey. <laughs> there was an analyst that was on CNN the other day who was talking about, uh, oh, the other day, yesterday, who they were talking about what is going on and, and how the people there in the Ukraine are going to be able to stand up and fight, uh, how they're going to be able to defend themselves. And uh, this analyst had something very interesting to say about, uh, well, about civilian gun ownership and the role it will play with the Ukrainians in helping to keep them free and safe. One of the things that we've heard from Ukrainian officials over the last few hours is, you know, diplomacy is still our first goal here, preventing uh, further Russian incursion without fighting is our first goal. But if it gets past that, we'll fight for every inch of territory in every city. And they will. So how bloody do you think this can get? How much fight do you think the Ukrainians have here? I think Ukrainians have 150%, 500% fight. I mean, they're going to fight like hell. And actually, they just passed a law in which uh, guns are allowed to be used in, in freely in Ukraine. So that is a preparation. So every, if every Ukrainian takes a gun, Russians have, don't have a prayer. I mean, the military can, can fight, but it would be uh, Ukrainians, I think, re really ready today. That's why I continue to insist that uh, big incursion, and that's where, once again, from my point of view, diplomacy was wrong. Diplomacy was wrong to say Putin is going to go in Kiev because he lost grip on reality, but he's not suicidal. He, is not, he, he wants to go in history as a defender of the Russian lands and kind of gather out some degree, but he doesn't want to go into history as the uh, you know, creator of another war because no Russian, even the most patriotic ones, want to fight right now. So, Mike, the interesting thing that she's pointing out here, in particular in the beginning of this statement, was the main people who are going to be fighting once they go in are going to be the civilians on the ground who, who, who all of a sudden now, now that they're being invaded, now all of a sudden have the ability or the right to, to own or possess a firearm. If, if I recall correctly, uh, you know, doing a little the, the, the data search here in my brain, uh, I think this is something that was actually written into their newer constitution, uh, and I believe with the help of uh, Mr. Alan Gottlieb from the Second Amendment Foundation, if I recall correctly. I think he did a little uh, little mission over there about two years ago or so. If I, I, I'm just, I, I'm hoping I've got that right. Yeah, I usually don't mess those facts up. But um, I think the most impressive thing she said, Craig, is that uh, that uh, the people of the Ukraine are 550 percent prepared for this. That's that's some pretty pretty impressive numbers. So, uh, in fact, I, I googled it while you were talking about it, and you are 100 correct. That was something that was written into, and that's what she was referring to. That was something that was written yep. into their constitution. Uh, and when they became free, a number of, of of scholars and civil rights advocates from here in the United States went over and helped them to to yep. develop that constitution. And one of the things that they did make it a point to write into there was a right to keep and bear arms. Yeah. So let's see what kind of arms they've kept and and born. So. Um, right. You know, listen. It's it's a former Soviet uh, satellite uh, country. Uh, you know, it's probably littered with AK-47s and things like that. So you know, the the uh, the ammunition shall be plentiful here pretty soon. Um, we know the Ukraine was one of the largest manufacturers of of ammunition, seven sixty by thirty nine. So it just makes sense that they have those rifles available to them. Um, 
you know, the hard part with an invasion, right? And we've seen this uh, even with our own invasions, uh, you know, going into Iraq or, or going back as far as Vietnam. Uh, we, we take in uh, the heavy equipment, heavy military, and uh, there's not much that the AK-47 can do right. that day. But the day after is when it starts. And uh, you see the results there of what uh, what just peasants can do to repel right. you know, a standing army. Uh, so well, and you made, you think, made, I, think, I thought how... you made an excellent point when we talked about this. I believe it was yesterday. You know, the problem, part of the challenge is, is that there are many people in these countries who still see themselves as Soviets. And so yes. in some cases, you may have instances of neighbor fighting neighbor. That's really what this is going to come down to. This is not like... You know, anything we've seen before, because, again, this you've got now, this, you know, up until the mid 90s, this was part of the Soviet Union, you know, um, and they've they've only recently really tasted independence. Remember, you know, right. because of the new constitution. Other than that, they were trying to get by with Soviet aid, with Eastern Bloc aid, you know, to because they had no way to go. Uh, and, and people experienced bad times here in the first steps, days of democracy. Uh, so now the separatists, which are the old soviet citizens and it's more than half the people that live there were soviet citizens are now saying uh you know, we're done we're done we're we, you know we're okay with this that's why we're separate why do you think they were they let K crimea be invaded without ukraine fighting back or without any resistance without the rest of the region fighting back because it was all uh, you know kind of an internal conflict you know ukraine was not one of those countries that uh the soviet union went around gallivanting and took over poland and you know and and uh you know the like you know, Ukraine was always part of the Soviet Union. You know, it was always one of those little Soviet uh, parts of, uh, uh, of of their kingdom, so to speak. Uh, so it's it's tough. It's tough. It's not like they were uh, an outlier, you know, that they were trying to gain, uh, you know, a, a victory over. So they are. I mean, Ukrainians, for the most part, consider themselves Soviets. Those that are older, again, right. those that are over the age of, you know, 25 or 30 years old. Well, and hopefully that means that uh, those <laughs> that those who are a fighting age uh, are are more likely to be, you know, supporting Western democracy. The new U independent, the new independent Ukraine. Um, yeah, and, and listen, that's the case. You know, unless there's, you know, unless you've got, uh, you know, the NATO treaties in place or, uh, you know, the, the UN treaties in place. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, I continue to see this one more and more as a, uh, almost as a you know a civil war an internal fight you know i, I it's well, hard for I, me to say you know let's jump involved now you want to go and say we're invading you know poland or we're invading uh you know germany or another one of the border countries that have been border country that have been their own country forever and ever right that's that's a different story well but i i do think and once again i'm not necessarily a believer in putting troops on the ground but i do believe that we we have an obligation to do what we can to provide them the resources, Ukraine, the resources they need to be able to defend themselves. Well, they got all that Biden oil money in the Ukraine. Why don't they just use some of that? Right. Well, there you go. <laughs> way to way to uh, way to way to plug the American the American defense industry <laughs> could be a boon to them. A boom. Boom. <laughs> kaboom. A big kaboom. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. Now, this next story may seem, for those of you who've been listening to the program, may seem like old news, uh, but Dr. Oz has once again come out and made a statement regarding his position on the Second Amendment and on red flag laws. Now, initially, when he introduced his idea, the idea that he was running for Senate, and for those of you who do not know, he's running for 
uh, Senate, U.S. Senate in the state of representing the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, the interesting thing is, is that he made it a point and he has gone. Initially, people just pointed to all of the things that he said regarding red flag laws and other things relating to assault weapons bans and things along those lines and made it very clear. He is not uh, he is not pro gun. Let's be very clear and honest. He is not pro gun. Uh, in particular, if you support the idea of red flag laws, you are not pro-liberty because you support the idea of gun confiscation. You support the idea of unreasonable search and seizure. Uh, you support basically people losing their rights after having committed absolutely no crime. You, you're against the idea of them being able, you're against due process, them being able to face their accuser, all of that. Uh, and Dr. Oz came out and said, no, 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 I'm not anti-gun. I'm not anti-gun. I'm pro-Second Amendment, pro-Second Amendment. Well, sure enough. He's come out once again and reiterated his support for red flag laws. Uh, and, you know, once again, I just I keep coming back to this. Too many people who do not understand gun laws, who do not do not understand uh, uh, gun rights, who do not understand this stuff, come back and they continue to be Second Amendment butts. And this guy is not just a Second Amendment, but he's a Second Amendment ass. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're right there. And Craig, I have, I have a little confession to make. For for many, many years, uh, I, I thought Dr. Oz was the lead singer from the Muppet Band. I didn't realize he was like a real person. I, I just, I did. I thought he was, I thought he was the, the Muppets guy. He both, um, he both, between his name and what he looks like, I, I would probably tend to agree with you. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you listen, to, somebody has to let him know that uh, you cannot be a, a Republican, you cannot be a conservative. Uh, a successful one anyway, and support red flag laws. Red flag laws are a, a constitutional violation. Every time they get finally get to an appropriate level in the court, uh, they're determined to be so. For, folks, if you don't know what we're talking about, these are the seizure of firearms without due process. That's it's what it comes down to. It's the seizure of firearms without due process. You want to talk due process, you want to put it in there prior, uh, you want to put it in there after, whatever it happens to be. You, there's nothing in these red flag laws anywhere around the country other than we're taking them and we're going to do it ex parte without your knowledge ahead of time. So, you know, you, you cannot be, I'm sorry, as far as I'm concerned, a, a, a successful uh, Republican or don't, don't even say you're a Second Amendment reporter or supporter because we know that's a lie. You know, that just like Craig said, you're not a Second Amendment, but you're a Second Amendment ass if that happens. Well, exactly. And to, and to be clear, for those of you, once again, I know we have a, a, an audience over at Ops Lens who hasn't heard us talk about this particular issue before, but let's be clear exactly what red flag laws are. It's where someone uh, you may or may not know can go to a judge and declare that you are a danger to yourself uh, and others, and that judge can then have your rights, take your right to keep and bear arms taken away. And uh, in some states, like in California, uh, they issue with that, uh, with that, they issue a gun seizure warrant where armed officers uh, come to your home. Uh, by the way, this is all ex parte. You don't know about it. You didn't even know that this was going on. So all of a sudden, armed law enforcement shows up at your door to seize your firearms, right? And they have the, with this warrant, they can search anywhere they believe you might have a firearm. And then at some point later, Usually 21 days later, uh, you get to go, you, to go before a judge. And uh, by the way, it's a civil action. So you're not guaranteed a lawyer. You don't get a lawyer. Uh, you, you, and you then have to declare and prove. You, so you're guilty until proven innocent. Prove that you are not a danger to yourself or others. They don't give you any standard. They don't tell you how you need to get a psychiatrist or anything like that. They give you absolutely no standard. 
Um, folks, this is a, such a violation of an individual's rights, of our right to keep and bear arms, of our right, uh, uh, our right to face our accuser, because in places like California, there's no even guarantee that you even get to face your accuser. Sure. Uh, there is right. no way that you can say you are pro-liberty, that you believe in our Constitution if you believe in red flag laws. Absolutely not. Or literally, you can say it, but you'd be a liar. You know, it, this might be, you know, looking at this now, um, Dr. Oz, remember, Doc, Dr. Mehmet Oz, right? So it's not an American name. He's actually originally from Cleveland. And uh, LeBron might have told him that guns were bad. So this might be the LeBron platform <laughs> that he's using. You know, you know, Mike, I have to admit, I, I thought you were heading a bad place there. I thought you were heading a bad place. I was like, uh-oh, here we go. We're going to get kicked off. Uh, we're going to get kicked off Facebook. <laughs> I thought we were going to have to send Mike to racial sensitivity training again. Oh, no, no, we're good. We're good. <laughs> I'm very racially sensitive. Right in this so, spot right here, too. So, yeah. So, the, the moral to this story is beware of Republicans uh, bearing red flag laws. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, just because they say they're conservative, say they're Republican, make sure you ask that question. You have to ask that question. Um, absolutely. Uh, otherwise, you end up like this. You know, you think man, it's a great guy. He's popular. You know, right. He seems to know what he's doing. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe that's what they're telling him his demographics are in uh, mm -hmm. Pennsylvania. You know, listen, they want conservatives, but they want anti-gun. You know, it's like the opposite of the neighboring West Virginia there. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, Hey, so with that, uh, let, let's, I'm, I'm, I want you to take the lead on this next story because this is another supporter of red flag laws. And, and I have to admit yeah. that that kind of colored my, uh, that kind of colored my perspective of him on the, yeah. in, in analyzing this particular story. So I wanted someone with a little bit more unbiased perspective to present this story. Unbiased? Well, I don't know how much unbiased you're going to get because I agree that Rick Scott is a D-bag. That's just <laughs> who, who, who turned, his, turned his back on the Republican Party and everybody conservative in the state of Florida. Uh, Rick Scott, when he was running for senator, uh, this is you know when, uh, when the shooting happened at Marjorie Stoneman, Douglas High School four years ago. Uh, he was still our governor and was had already announced he was running for senator. And in the knee-jerk reaction style, the Sandy Hook style reaction of creating laws post-tragedy, uh, he helped create the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Safety Act or Security Act, which included uh, putting red flag laws in, lowering the age of, uh, of to be able to buy and purchase a firearm for a long gun from 21 to 18 uh, excuse me, raising it from 18 to 21 uh, should have been the other way around. Uh, and he put the red flag laws in place as well, uh, extended uh, waiting day periods, did a whole uh, host of, of, of laws to set us back 40 or 50 years in Florida for uh, our firearms freedoms. So, and he did that because he was running for Senate and he didn't need the votes. That's what gets me. He didn't need the votes. You know what he wanted, Craig? He wanted the media on his side. He wanted the media on his side. So this guy's got no love lost in Florida. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, he's one of those, uh, the devil, you know, right? Because he'll see, he's going to vote the right way. 90% of the time, we're not going to put a Democrat in his place instead. Um, his tax plan, he came up with, uh, and, and he's the, he's, he's, a, I forget the name of the, the, uh, the organization, but he's the leader of, you know, a re reelect Republican senators or whatever, whatever the proper title is. And so he comes up with basic plans and supports basic plans that they that they get from the, the Republican uh, senators organization. And part of this has been that he has said he made a couple of quotes and it seems as though the media, I love the CBS. And then, of course, uh, you like to Chuck Sumer and then my girl Jen Psaki there. 
they reinterpret it and put put uh, his words together. They he he said that for everybody to have a, a say in income tax, they should pay a little bit. I think his quote was to have a little bit of skin in the game. Uh, where does he say that? Uh, yeah, all Americans should pay some income tax to have skin in the game, even if a small amount. Folks, listen, I, I get that there's people that make below a certain wage or there's students or there's retirees, you know, uh, past 65 that don't have to pay uh, a regular income tax. Well, guess what? If you get a check from the government or you get a check from, uh, you know, your job and, and there's FICA in there, you're paying income tax, okay? You may not be filing a 1040 at the end of the year, but you're paying income tax, all right? So I believe that's what he was trying to say is that we all have to do this. I think he was really shooting at there, Craig, if you're an illegal immigrant, you need to be paying tax if you want to have a say in this country. You need to be paying income tax. You can't be using a dead person's Social Security number. You can't be getting paid under the table, right? I believe that was what, what their goal was in the larger context. But, of course, that's not what CBS points out. And then oh, CBS no. goes on. I'm sorry. Then CBS goes on to say <laughs> that uh, – what was his other quote there, Craig? Bring that back up. Well, here, here was, and here was, here was the thing that got me, and uh, this is where, this is where I, I, I fully and wholly admit that I bit, because you this next quote, this next quote is not a quote by Rick Scott. Now, check it out. Check right. it out. It says, "Senator Scott explains the Republican plan to raise taxes on more than half of Americans." Tweeted, Democratic Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. He wants working yeah. families and seniors to pay more. I literally and I and I and I wholly admit that my my negative opinion of Rick Scott led me to believe. Well, yeah, he, you put that together, and and he he wants to raise taxes. Now, I haven't read the plan, so yeah. I don't know that he necessarily wants to raise taxes on those individuals. I just know that he made that statement, uh, and it sounds like he wants to raise taxes. And I bit into that quote because it started with Senator Rick Scott, and I ah. I just, you know, folks, this is the reason why we have to read the news uh, with a skeptical lens, even sometimes acknowledging our own biases against somebody. And if it hadn't been for Mike pointing it out, uh, I would I would have swallowed this hook, line, and sinker. Listen, I, I, we should read the plan, and everybody should. I can guarantee you, though, that Chuck Schumer did not and Jen Psaki did not. What's up, Jen? By the way, give me a call. Um, I, I could guarantee you none of them read I, that plan. I, I almost, I almost um, forgot. Okay, now you can tell. Go ahead and tell her. There you go. Call me. Come on, Jen. Call me. Uh, um, okay. And, Back to the show. <laughs> so, you know, by the way, you I, know I, I keep that. You know I keep that image ready. Just ready to go. Mention Jen Psaki. Ready to go. All right, there we go. There we go. I know we we got your girl there, Beetlejuice too. You bring her photo up every once in a while. Um, <laughs> and so again, I, I think Chuck Schumer and Jen Psaki forget that uh, they're the party of raising taxes. Okay, on the lower class and on the middle class, they're the ones that raise taxes. They raise the taxes. You want to know? Uh, I don't know. I'm just go, just go to your computer right now and go Google, put Trump effective tax rate. You know what it is? Twenty two percent. It was twenty two percent. At one point, it was as low as seventeen. You paid from seventeen to twenty two percent under that president. And do this, then go backspace Biden t effective tax rate. And you know what it says thirty seven point nine percent now, going up to thirty nine point six. All right. Tell me who's the party of raising taxes. All right. It's amazing that the Democrats have the intestinal fortitude to come forward and say that the Republicans are going to raise taxes. I mean, no, in, talk in, in about changing, intestinal changing the story is a positive thing that they have the gall. How about the gall? That's what I meant. The, the intestinal fortitude. <laughs> the gall. 
yeah. The gumption. Yeah, yeah, the gumption. <laughs> I was going to say a Spanish word that rhymes with balls. <laughs> Well, okay. Can't say that. Can't say Wait, that. Man. You, can't say you that. can say that. You can't say that. Can say that. Soccer okay. balls. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Testa balls. Testa balls. Yeah. As you can tell, our our humor is uh, while our analysis may be of a higher level, uh, our our humor is pretty middle school. Yeah. Yeah. And we're yeah. okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. I like the square pizza for lunch. Uh so hey, let's move on to uh, let's move on uh, because it would not be news if we did not discuss Trump at some point, right? <laughs> Got to talk about Trump. That's I mean that the liberal media has kind of set that standard, uh, but this is going to be talking in a very very interesting way for those of you uh, who once again who may or may not know there is actually uh, in the city of New York there is act- there are actually people who are seeking to prosecute. Uh, uh, Donald Trump for I don't know what uh, things, nothing that are largely happened while he was in the White House, but they're going after him for stuff that happened before he ever became president. Uh, well, a couple of the prosecutors who've been working on that particular prosecution, uh, which is interesting because I don't even know, once again, I don't even know exactly what they're, they've got him on or they think they have him on. Uh, it's called an investigation at this point. It's not even really a prosecution, but yeah. Uh, or, I'm sorry, the criminal probe. There you go. Sounds like yeah. a, uh, sounds like some sort of sounds like some sort of a medical. It's a procedure. Some sort of a, yeah. a, a medical thing you do to inmates. Yeah. Kind of probe. We, a they check them for COVID with the with the with the <laughs> criminal probe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, a couple of the a couple of the investigators or the prosecutors uh, in that particular case have resigned, Mike and. Uh, it sounds like the new district attorney is kind of deciding, you know, I don't think there's any there there. Yeah, correct. And this was for misrepresenting the real estate values so mm-hmm. that they could get loans at better interest rates. Huh? Doesn't that sound like a criminal enterprise to you? Uh, it's just. It sounds like pretty <laughs> much everything every property owner does in order when they're trying to get a loan on their property. Exactly right. Hey, cut the grass. Uh, you know, paint the sides. We're gonna we're gonna bump up the value so we can get a better rate on our loan. Uh, you know, or, or when we when we're trying to sell it, it's 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 pretty ridiculous. But yeah, these two prosecutors uh, uh, basically got told because the new district attorney got in. And by the way, looking at the TV news, I think it was Jack McCoy. I think Jack McCoy's back. I think Jack he, McCoy think is fact, back. I, I think Jack is back. So uh, <laughs> Jack came in and told them, uh, "Hey, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't I don't see this happening." So, so the, the, the technical, uh, excuse me, the, the exact science of this is, uh, um, they made a statement that said the investigation, uh, is, or the elements of the investigation are still in place or something like that. Like it wasn't, we're investigating them now, but we're not, not investigating them. So it sounds like there's a, there's an office full of stuff that they haven't gotten rid of yet. So, you know, the investigation isn't over yet, Craig, but the people that do the investigating are gone. Well, because once the investigation is closed and there have been no prosecutions, uh, then they're once again, they won't say anything. In other words, you're never going to hear that Donald Trump was innocent. You're never going to hear that there was no Russian collusion. Have you you noticed that? Have you noticed the mainstream media hasn't said anything about the idea that there was no collusion? Yeah. Uh, what you're finding more and more is as the investigation, because of the Durham, now Durham investigation, as yeah. he is uncovering 
more and more evidence that this was all a uh, that this was all a hoax. The mainstream right. media is not talking about it. Or if they are talking about it, they're saying, no, that's not really what he said. Right? right. They're trying to undo uh, even what the investigation or re-report what the investigation is saying. Here, I got a plan for you, right? Um, when, when there's world turmoil and it doesn't seem to be able to be stopped, who do U.S. presidents said as their special envoys? Who? Former presidents, right? Yeah. So how about Biden sending Trump to go meet with Putin over the Ukraine incident? <laughs> uh, well, I'll put it to you this way. He would have more respect for him than he would for, for, uh, for Obama because, well, w- when Obama was president, he, he took over Crimea. Crimea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could. I mean, listen. I want to go see Trump do it on his own. I just want him to see go over there and shake Putin's hand, and I'd be like, "All right, he's done. He's done. He's done." You know, those yeah, guys go riding horseback. That would be, that would be hilarious. Yep, I don't yep, see that. Yep. I don't see that uh, that visa getting approved. I mean, that uh, I don't see that trip getting approved. Uh, well, yeah. Well, the re-entry back into the United States, that part probably wouldn't get approved. Yeah, <laughs> they'd go. let Trump leave, but they wouldn't let him back in. <laughs> they wouldn't let him back in. They wouldn't let him back in. <laughs> Yep. And speaking of he that, he could come uh, in through see. Canada. He could come in through Canada or uh, in a truck, <laughs> or just walk across the border in Mexico. Get back in. <sighs> okay. Speaking of that, you guys. Uh, needless to say, that uh, the Democratic Party and the president and the mean, mainstream media, we we all know that they're all in the same in the same boat. Uh, we've been dealing now with uh, during the entire term of his president presidency. We've seen increased inflation, we've seen gas prices going up, we've seen supply chain issues. Uh, and the one thing that the Democratic Party has, uh, well, that they have going for them now, is they now have someone to blame. They can't, it's no longer their fault, it's no longer their policies, but clearly they're going to blame it on Ukraine. <laughs> I love these guys. <laughs> oh, Impractical Jokers is a phenomenal yeah. show. It yep, is yep, yep. these guys. These jokers are. If you if you have not watched it, you've got to find you've got to find it. However you can watch it, you've got to check out Impractical Jokers. Yep. It is definitely a fun show to watch. Now the other parting shot that we have here, we, it was actually supposed to be part of our discussion on on Democrats uh, and their tax plan. As oh as, the tax plan, uh, yeah. As Rick Scott was discussing the Republican tax plan, we thought we would share with you the Democratic tax plan. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. How to make money in your spare time. Because we all know that, uh, well, they have absolutely no problem with robbing us. No. 37.9% uh, right now, going up to 39.6. Yep. Well, and by the way, that's not even including if you're in a, if you're in a high-tax state. Because part of, the, part of the, uh, the, the Trump tax plan was, yeah, if you live in a high-tax state, the rest of the country should not have to subsidize you. So you can only, if you are wealthy, right? If your home is over a million, if your property tax, property taxes on homes over a million dollars, you're not able to deduct. Once again, over that million dollar threshold. If your income is over, I think it's 750,000. I'm not sure exactly what that dollar amount is. uh, you, You don't get to write off your state income taxes on that. So if you're in a high tax state like California that basically believes in soaking the rich, yeah, a lot of that money you're not going to get to deduct. So you're paying even more. 
well over, in some cases like California and New York, you're paying well over 55, 57, up to 57% of your income is going to, uh, is going to income tax. Yeah, absolutely right. Could you imagine, Craig, you're sitting at home and all of a sudden there's pounding at the door and guys are wearing masks and they come up with guns and they say, we're here to take 40% of your stuff, man. What would you do? I mean, that's what's going on. You got the the government's kicking down the door to take 40% of your stuff right now. That is exactly, that is exactly what's going on. Um, But hey, now some of your stuff you do get to keep. And uh, well, there are some folks here uh, who who are our sponsors who actually like to give you stuff or want to sell you stuff. And so I'll let Mike Mike, uh, introduce you to some of our sponsors. They do. Uh, reach out to a couple of Florida-based companies, great guys uh, and gals uh, at the at the Gorilla Manufacturing, Gorilla Machining. Gorilla Machining make uh, parts for your uh, America's rifle, as well as our good friends over at Grid Defense. Uh, they make uh, incredible parts, so you can go out and, uh, and and get you a really nice one. And, and in case Putin invades, uh, you'll you'll be able to stop him. You know. And then then uh, of course our good friends at the California Republican Assembly. That's the Republican wing of the California Republican Party there. Exactly, exactly. So uh, folks, do us a favor, visit our sponsors. Please remember, follow us. There's a bunch of different places you can watch us. You can watch us on on YouTube and you can find us on Facebook. Uh, You can find us at uh, 2A News. You can find us at the California Republican Assembly at Arms Room Radio. Uh, But also, please make sure, check us out on Opsland. Opsland is a phenomenal, if you want to hear uh, people who are talking about the things that I know you want to talk about, things like 2A News, things like Conservative Views, uh, you need to check out the folks over at OpsLens. You can download the app, or you can just check it out on, uh, like I said, on uh, Roku or Apple TV. Uh, but please support them, support the shows that they have on there. Uh, and please remember to like, share, and subscribe, and encourage your friends to do the same. Uh, with that, we're going to be calling it a day. So we will look forward to seeing you tomorrow on uh, Freedback Friday. Read back Friday!